Hey, Paul, how's it going? Yeah, really, really good, thanks. Uh, the Mighty Reds are back, baby. Very much back. Uh, apparently, we like scoring late goals. What's up? What's up with all that? We always did. Yeah, so a hallmark of our our way of being. Um, I tell you what, we we spent half of last season bemoaning United's inability to play on the break. I think we might be quite good at playing on the break. <laughs> Yeah, um, that game was just so like it turned into such a kind of explosion of joys. So like the good bits of that game were so condensed. Um, but I actually, yeah, into what four minutes at the end yeah, of the game. Yeah, yeah. But I actually I was quite pleased in a way. Like when we scored before half time, that was it was such a kind of it felt momentous. Like not not momentous as in momentous is way too big a word. It felt important. In in that we'd we'd been comfortable almost all game against West Ham, it, it hadn't taken that long to break them down. But this Swansea were a bit more stubborn. It was away from home. Rashford was clearly rattled by the fact that the crowd was on his back, and so he looked like he was really pushing too hard, and he felt like he wasn't getting enough protection from the referee. And then um, the we needed to send a message that you can't park the bus against us because we'll just score from a set piece if you do that, which is that's such a potent weapon to have in our locker at the moment. Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think that's right. There, there were lots of portions of that game that were a bit prosaic. I mean, United kept the ball really well, but it was going side to side, wasn't it? And and Swansea defended well, but three at the back, five at the back, seven at the back, whatever it was. They uh, the, Their big problem last year was, was conceding goals, 70 goals conceded in the Premier League last season. Um, and uh, they clearly set out their stall to not let that happen against this United side. So um, it was important to get that goal. You're right. I, I think that completely changed the game. I mean, especially late in the game when Swansea were tired and, and actually trying to push. Um, it, it really made a big difference for United. But, um, you know, even then, goal just before half time, a lot of the second half wasn't awesome, was it? I, I don't think United were, you know, obviously going to be 4 0 winners. For the whole of that game, a little bit like the West Ham game, really. Um, but you know, all the all the work, all the possession, you know, clearly played into into United's favour because you know Swansea when they tried to open it out, they got hit with almost the first counter. Um, and uh, you know, when it got late into the game, Martial obviously made a big difference, and then and then Swansea were done after that and just got really ragged and kept giving the ball away. I um I had a. a- Bet with someone, and and I said that your opening pitch would be actually we laboured to get laboured a bit to get the opener, and then it looked quite dangerous at one nil. I feel like you didn't quite hit that level of mm, it wasn't actually that good. You some it was a bit more moderate than that, I think. Um, I, I actually didn't think we passed it side to side much before we scored. Like we definitely at one nil, we were doing that a lot. I thought, but it was almost like. We were kind of saying to Swansea, you do know we're winning, right? There's that one passage of play where Matic and Phil Jones just passed it back and forth 10, 15 times, maybe. It was a, a, a ridiculous number. It's like when you're playing a, um, a game of Pez and you're 4-0 up and you want to get your pass completion percentage up, so you just knock it back and forth to the central defender. So Someone's got a spot bet on there, <laughs> you know, who, the highest pass <laughs> completion <laughs> between two players. Yeah, you know? but there were... Uh, yeah, no, no. I think okay. You're fair. It's fair enough. Yeah, and um, I mean, Mourinho uh, talked after the game about letting the horses run free, and and we played happy football, and and all of that. And I think you'd certainly draw that conclusion from the the final result. I, I'm not sure the whole of the game was like that, but that's that's more to do with Swan. I mean, it's partly to do with 
United style. I, I you know, I, I think where there's um, risk associated with it, Mourinho is not going to let the horses run free all the time. Um, but they got to a point in the game where United were just too good, and and Swansea, as soon as they moved out of their shape, uh, they were unable to cope. Uh, I think United will do that to a number of teams this season. It's that that opening goal is an important one. Um, so even with Mkhitaryan, who was very good, I thought, um, and Matter in there, the two extremely creative players, it just feels a little challenging when a, when a team is prepared to sit deep and narrow. Um, and you can see why Mourinho might want a more direct player, a player who's just going to hit the byline and put in crosses, because United will score a lot of goals from that kind of that kind of play too, you know, percentage football, cheap cheap goals. Um, and possibly a lot of goals from set pieces this season, which didn't happen last season. But, you know, we are we are a big team. And those those set pieces goals are so important because that, that just completely changes how you have to defend against United. It means you can't just stick five at the back. And, and like, it was so evident as soon as Swansea went 4-4-2, there was a little passage of play where they looked quite dangerous for five minutes or so. But like you said, almost the first counter-attack rip them apart, completely changes the nature of the game. And and it was Mkhitaryan's kind of quick-witted creativity and his combination play with Martial rather than Mata, but kind of similar principle that, that opened that up. Because I think even if you did have a direct player but busting down the flanks, you're still then hoofing in crosses to kind of be dealt with by central defenders because it's often going to be one against three, isn't it, in the box at that point. Um, so... It's almost like, actually, the way we approached breaking down Swansea was to try and, like, uh, dance through the raindrops, you know, and and carve out an opening that way. And the one thing that does get you is a lot of set pieces, in in theory, because we, we are so equipped to play that way. And I actually think if Rashford was... Well, you know, there was the one that he, he well-backed into the keeper's arms when he, he just kind of went for the little dink instead of the corner. Um one-on-one, it was just an amazing chance. and and But also, like, earlier, he'd he'd lashed a couple in from long range, which was because he was not... I think he really responded very badly to getting booed. Um, it was very, it's very stupid. Like, it's incredibly small. How are you going to boo Marcus Rashford of all the humans? Don't boo Marcus Rashford, you backward, small-minded fools. He's Marcus Rashford. He's a precious angel who we need to cherish. Um, but anyway, they booed him because he dived at Swansea last season, which I don't think anyone remembered, apart from clearly Swansea fans do remember it. Um, but yeah, and I thought he... Well, it ruined their season, didn't it? it not the fact that they were shit all year. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look... Um... I, I, I do get a sense that Rashford is a little bit frustrated. I mean, he's coming in off the left all the time. The chances that he has to go at goal are always cutting inside. Um, he's playing against a, a very narrow back five uh, today. He didn't get an awful lot of sniffs, did he? And then the the, the one chance, big chance he had, as you say, he, he fluffed it. I, it'd be interesting to see, you know, Martial's come on twice now and made a big impact. He had a good pre-season. He looks like he's got some of his mojo back. There's a very good case for him starting ahead of Rashford at the moment. Um, you know, he's just a bit more comfortable in that kind of wide for- forward area than Rashford. Not not that not that Rashford isn't brilliant, you know, before I get uh, hundreds of Twitter messages. I just wonder whether right now form says that Martial starts against Leicester next week. But I think in a way, there is something slightly reductive about that analysis because in both games, Rashford has actually given the opposition a torrid time. 
And it's been that kind of lack of end product that's kind of been a problem. Whereas Martial has had half a chance twice and just been like, oh, hello, bonjour, je m'appelle Anthony Martial, je fais beaucoup de boots. You know, he's, he's like, he's just straight up ice cold goal killer, um, which Rashford isn't yet. Um, but so I think... You know, a lot of people have said, we've had loads of questions about this, including one from friend of the show, uh, Scott from Republic of Mancunia, who asked um, whether actually it's working with Martial coming on late and whether Martial both both times, by extension, the question is a bit like both times, both against West Ham and uh, today, Martial's really benefited from having an exhausted defence to run at because Rashford's exhausted them all afternoon. So it does kind of work, although, I, I mean, I'm not saying this is the only reason. And I, and I do think that on form you start Martial, but but I think it's kind of, it would be a, a wrong conclusion to draw in my, in my mind to say that actually this is about Rashford being not that comfortable on the left wing. I think it's more like maybe there's just a percentage where he's trying a little bit too hard. Yeah, maybe 10, 10 dribbles attempted 50% success rate, which, you know, is, is OK, I guess. You know, he's he's always going to do that, give him the ball in front of him and he is going to take on players. But uh, he's also always going to cut inside. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, may, maybe there's just more in the locker in wide areas for Anthony Martial. But look, it's a good problem to have, isn't it? If we're choosing between those two for the left wing, um, I think that's, uh, it shows, and, and they're both in form and they're both playing well, then uh, United are in a very good position compared to last season when it was a bit of a struggle on the left a lot of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was, it was, you know, it, 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 it was a shame to see Rashford struggle in the kind of final bit of the game, but he did, you know, the whole thing about that missed chance is strikers have to be partly measured on whether or not they take those chances, but it is absolutely huge that they're making the runs to get in position to receive the ball one-on-one with the goalkeeper. That is a big thing. Not all, not all forwards do that, do they? So there, is, there are some positives to be taken just from the fact that Rashford was in position to kind of to scoop that one-to-one, one-on-one into Fabianski's grateful arms. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, uh, what was good? Uh, midfield, pretty dominant. Uh, Pogba got his goal very, very nicely taken as well. Oh, in the, were you worried? I mean, no, you watched the game on... You already knew that he hadn't been sent off. Watch, yeah, watching yeah, it yeah. in real time, like that second tackle, which definitely is like not a yellow... It's definitely not a second yellow card. It's barely a first yellow card. Not that there should be a difference, but we all know there kind of is. But the... Um, I had the fear, big time, big time fear that he was gonna, he wouldn't make it to half time. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, some referees would have would have shown a red card. Some, you know, they're a bit more tr- trigger happy than John Moss was. But um, uh, yeah, good, good job that he wasn't because he'd be looking at a ban and wouldn't have scored his goal. You know, and uh, it's two and two for Pogba now. Uh, might shut a few critics up. And Lukaku, very nice finish for his goal. I thought uh, almost as if he's quite intelligent on mm, the pitch. Very. Pardew uh, questioning his cleverness after the game. Oh. Yeah. Look, I'm just going to call this what I think it is. I think it's just straight out racism. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just going, oh, he's black, so mm-hmm. he's thick. Sorry. It's just, uh, I don't think this is acceptable. He's, look, one of the other things actually for the, uh, for Anthony Martial's goal, he's taken the ball down with his chest and turned and made a brilliant flick, you know, which is the kind of thing he, um, often got very wrong. I thought Everton, it, you know, he needs the ball in front of him to do very well. I, I, I'm not going to claim he's in two months with United, he's suddenly become a brilliant player outside the box, but that was 
Very nice. And uh, funnily enough, very intelligent play. Um, helped set up a goal for United. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that, that goal uh, was kind of built on intelligence. Well, Lukaku's goal certainly was. Both, like, his movement for his goal is just, it's sublime because he sees that everyone's getting muddled between Martial and Mkhitaryan. And how many times does that end with the ball kind of bobbling behind one of them and a Swansea clearance? But Lukaku plays the percentages and runs into this acres of space and Mkhitaryan is quick enough to go oh look there he is <laughs> just slide the ball four assists in two games for Henrik Mkhitaryan uh, Pogba called him the assist man after after the game which I thought was nice it's, it's, I mean you know it's, it doesn't really ring that well does it it's not no, it's, you know, it's not going to catch nice. on I don't think but uh, no. you know, try, and, try and roll that into a song Pete Boyle so it, uh, but yeah, four, great. I mean, he's playing at number 10 as well, and he's definitely not a traditional number 10, but you can see why Mourinho likes him there, because he's very dynamic, you know, he's direct, he runs, he's quick, uh, he moves the ball quickly, um, he's, you know, he's not your classic sort of old-fashioned playmaker in the way that Juan Mata is, but Mata seems to have the freedoms coming off that right-hand side. Um, he does the defensive stuff when he has to, hasn't had to do very much defensive stuff at all in the last two games, and, and uh, you know, he augments the sort of creative creative uh, part in the final third but uh, Mkhitaryan um, I don't know if he was man of the match but he was very very good wasn't he? Yeah he was given man of the match but a lot of people said uh, that man of the match probably should have gone to Phil Jones it's absolutely outstanding at centre-back like so many little good decisions so many, like bits where he cuts out play before danger comes or bits where he gets himself in the way when danger is coming another excellent game uh, for Jones I, well look he's uh, he's a good defender isn't he he's just uh, made of glass or something even weaker than glass so he's going to get crocked soon enough uh, and then uh, in, the, in the week, uh, Mourinho talked about uh, Lindelof needing a period of adjustment. So I guess we're not going to see him for six months or December, so. December, yeah, that's uh, the yeah, standard, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we should ask for a discount on payment or something on new players, you know, because they don't play for the first six months. Um, it, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's a shame. But, we'll, you know, we'll see, we'll see how maybe Lindelof will play in some of the Carling Cup games or something like that, whatever it's called this year. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but Bailly uh, and Jones looks like a, a very fine partnership, doesn't it? It's working well. Blint, a left-back, still um, still a potential weakness there, although he didn't have to do a, an awful lot against Swansea and, and uh, Luke Shaw back in training this week. So he'll be back, apparently. So media reports say uh, Mourinho impressed with his effort over the summer to try and get fit. Um, and, uh, and United will trigger the... Uh, extra year in his contract. Uh, that's as much about protecting the asset as anything, but uh, we'll see whether they offer him a new contract or not. Um, I presume they would, just unless they're going to sell him because they want to keep the, the value. But, you know, so uh, that's the one challenging area of the team, I guess, left back. But apart from that, defence looked very good. Midfield, extremely strong and and uh, now look good on the break and at set pieces. Good times. It's pretty exciting, isn't it? Um, uh, Eric Bailly scored a goal, his first. So lovely, so lovely. And But but really um, smart and alert as well. Just, um, was it Pogba that headed it off? Of course it was Pogba that headed it off the bar. Pogba and the bar making old acquaintances. Um, but but Bailly was just... That could sound wrong. I don't think he's a big drinker. No, <laughs> I meant the crossbar, purely the crossbar. Um, the uh, the uh, but just lovely to see Bay kind of so alert and um, as uh, at Eddie Rose thirteen sent to me on Twitter. You should have known that uh, kind of 
chest-high tackle would result in Eric Bailly's first goal because he did kind of chest-high tackle the ball into the net. But Yeah, I, and he's lucky the Swansea defender wasn't nearer to him, otherwise that might have been called a foul. Yeah, uh, But he, he was just quicker than everyone else to get to get there and, and poke it in, and it did need to be poked in. Yeah, it did indeed, because it was bouncing up and down on the line. Um, once the goals started raining in, the kind of the feeling, because it had been a bit, tough in the first half and you did wonder okay well are we gonna it was last week just a complete false dawn is this gonna be like last season again when he brought Fellaini on at one nil up I was glad yeah. I was glad he brought Martial on at the same time exactly the same time because you know I, I was just worried I was just like oh no we're gonna give away a penalty in the you know but should not have worried um as as uh Friend of the show, at Mark underscore Pud says, five out of goals scored with Fellaini on the pitch. Draw your own conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know about that. But he, uh, you know, Mourinho after the game talked about not having to, uh, not having to, um, I can't remember the words he used now, not having to sort of uh, shut down the game. Um, he didn't use those words, but um, uh, and uh, he could let the horses run free and and all of that. I, I don't know that Fellaini's there to. He's not really a free running horse, is he? No, but he does run a bit like a horse, like a, yeah. a one that's not long been born and doesn't fully know where his knees are yet. Kind <laughs> um, of like a horse too. Uh, wow, uh, maybe <laughs> I have no evidence of that either way. The uh, it's lovely to see Martial play so brilliantly in his two cameos, and the numbers are really interesting. So it's it's uh, four assists in two for Mkhitaryan, two goals in two for Pogba and Martial, and like in Martial's case, that's two goals in like half an hour. Three in two for Lukaku, or you could say four in three if you include the Super Cup as well. Uh, someone pointed out that you Pog- do. Pogba scored in the Europa League final and um, the last game against Crystal Palace. Uh, so that's like he's got four in five. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anthony Martial is working hard. He's confident. The French language connection is there to help him a lot and uh, get to the level we know he can be because potential is huge, um, said Mourinho afterwards. So, you know, that's positive. Uh, kind of worrying that Martial's been at the club for two years and three years and can't speak English yet, you know, for a young man. Come on, sort it out, lad. It's sounding a bit UKIP there, isn't it? Yeah, all right, it? all right. Johnny Brexit <laughs> over there. <laughs> been out, out of the country five minutes. You're already like, you know, foreign domicile voting for Brexit. Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm in the States uh, for the next month, so I'm going to come home, you know, wearing jack boots and marching. <laughs> trying to fit in. Um, the, uh, the... The thing about Marcel, he was really positive about him in the press conference before the game too and said that the reason he'd been looking for another wide player was in order to play 3-5-2, not... not so he wanted a player who could play wing-back because Marcel, he described as a pure attacking player, which was, you know, it's who knows if it's true or whatever, but it's just nice to hear. It's nice to hear him making the right noises at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, Swansea, I think we talked about uh, Swansea. Good good candidates are going down last week. Uh, I think there's nothing about this game that suggests otherwise, really. I think they're in uh, big trouble. So I'll give Sigerson for £45 million this week. I mean, that's a good figure, I'd say, even in uh, in this market for a player who's not really done anything away from Swansea. Um, the, analytic, the analytics guys are all saying that's a terrible transfer and his underlying numbers are terrible. 
well, not terrible, but like average. And the kind of big headline stats are misleading. So it'll be interesting to see whether they're right about that one. Yeah. I mean, Everton's spending big this season. They uh, they play Manchester City on Monday night. Uh, that'll be a, a good test for uh, how good they are. They're spending big, but would you have bought... I mean, obviously, we, you'd expect the United being for a different calibre of player, but like... I don't think one of their signings makes you go, oh, yeah, that's great. You know, what a great signing that is. That will really transform them. Maybe Davy Clarkson, but that's just... Rich. Yeah, and I mean, and he, he did, you know, he well regarded in, in Holland, isn't he? And But he was very poor in the Europa League final. Had yeah. no influence on that game at all. Also interesting to see where Clarkson and Sigerson played because essentially they're playing the same role. You know who else plays in that role? Well, you know, playing in that role, is, I'm not sure. I'm, sure, I'm not sure that's right. <laughs> There you go. You know, falls over the ball in that <laughs> That's role. That's your, uh, your weekly 30 seconds. People were very... Didn't, didn't even mention his name. Can't bring myself <laughs> to do it anymore. People were very sad at the prospect that this wouldn't be happening every week. So just get a little bit in there. Well, will we get bored of this? I don't think so. <laughs> it's, too, it's too deeply there's ingrained. There's been no evidence whatsoever so far that it's possible that we'll get bored of it. <laughs> Um, I, I tell you what, if he scores the winner against City, he'll, uh, I'll be his new biggest fan once again. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's obviously ridiculously early to be drawing any conclusions, but the fact that we've won our first two games 4-0 definitely means we're going to win the league. I mean, you can't win two games in a row 4-0 and then not win the league. That'd be ridiculous. No, no, the regression analysis on that one oh is God, going to show... Uh, <laughs> conclusions too soon. Yeah, we're going to score 120 points and uh, lots and lots of goals this season, apparently. Um Okay, that was the Swansea game. It was glorious. Those three minutes were, I mean, by the end of those, by the end of those three minutes, I was delirious, like absolutely delirious. Because first of all, the first goal, like the the, the second goal of the game, the first goal of that spell, the Lukaku goal, it was so exciting because it was such a good goal, such a well worked move, and that bit of quick thinking between Mkhitaryan and and Lukaku was just like really exciting and. 2-0 and it's like, okay, we're actually going to win this game. That's amazing. And then for the floodgates just to burst over, all your favourites start scoring. Pogba and Martial, like the French lads. It's just, it was just, it was it was a heck of a feeling. It's um, it's obviously like just a, the second game of the season, but you know, and we won our first, a lot of people, Mourinho even said we won our first three games last season and finished sixth. So he's not getting carried away. And I'm, this isn't in the spirit of getting carried away, but there was a, really significant difference between our performance levels in the Bournemouth, Southampton and Hull games last season and West Ham and Swansea this. We were kind of flattered by the... the In the first half against Bournemouth, we were dreadful and then we kind of got it together in the second half. Similar against Southampton and we were definitely flattered by 2-0 in that game. Uh, and then Hull, we were just banging on the door for ages and ages and, and didn't make the breakthrough till late. So, you know, it's a very different start to the season, even if the number of points we've put on the board is the same. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, um, uh, the two opponents we face so far aren't the strongest, clearly. Um, and, you know, and, and United are going to have a tougher tougher test against Leicester, I guess. Um, beat Brighton today. And uh, so, you know, and played well against... Uh, Arsenal, at least in an attacking sense. Uh, um, so you know that that will be a one step up, and then there's a, a few other, a few other not super tough games for the first sort of six games or so. But you know a few tests in there um, before some of the really tough games come along. Yeah, you know, but hey, we, we said last week 
uh, you know, if you're if you're going to get a, a start of the season that's uh, not the toughest, gain some momentum. And I think United are doing that. Very clearly. So, shall we uh, take a load of questions from listeners, given that there's only two games to talk about this week? Well, let's do it. Okay. Uh, at Kymac says, almost scared to say it, but I think I like this Man United team. Pogba and Mata is a beautiful combination. Lukaku looks like he belongs. I kind of picked it just to sort of talk about the Lukaku looks like he belongs thing. Because again, this is very early days, but my goodness, does he look like he belongs. Like there are there are a few moments where like there's the odd little bit of link up play that doesn't quite work out, but that's inevitable because he's... He's trying stuff at a very high level. Like he's trying to um, like ball with Pogba and Mato and Mkhitaryan and Rashford and Martial, which isn't necessarily his game or hasn't been, but he doesn't look out of place at all, at all, at all at United, does he? No, I mean, for much of the second half, he didn't get much of a sniff uh, against Swansea and, and that was much to do with the way Swansea were playing, but uh, he's taking his chances really well. He, he's already had a transformational effect on United's attack in, in terms of ability to play very, very quickly. Um, uh, you know, he's, he's not going to be the guy coming deep and bringing others into play uh, all the time, but that's not what you want from Lukaku. He, he's slotted in really well. Uh, it's added an extra dimension to United's game. I think it's, uh, so far, a very good purchase. He's going to score a lot of goals. Yeah, absolutely. In, and, yeah, very clearly that's already started to happen, hasn't it? At Oye Creations, friend of the show, says, last season we would have drawn this game one all. What a difference £115 million makes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's £115 million very well spent, though, isn't it? It's like laser-targeted money spent at addressing the significant weaknesses in the squad. And uh, it was needed. Yeah, absolutely. And you can also see, like, Mourinho talks a lot recently about not being miserable if we don't get the fourth. And you can really see why, because it it definitely feels like, okay, these are the three that we absolutely need and the fourth is the one that we want in order to have a bit more tactical flexibility. But in terms of, like, desperate needs... We're now at a position where the squad isn't doesn't look like there are any desperate needs in the squad, apart from selling Mara and Fellaini. But listen, you can't have everything. <laughs> yeah, Mourinho likes him. At least he only gets you know, fifteen minutes a game or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's not obvious that there'll be any more transfer business done. I mean, we'll see if there are any uh, any let go. It's 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 a decent sized squad, but it's not you know, overflowing or anything like that, um, especially if there's a couple of injuries. So it's probably one centre-back more than we need. Uh, but with uh, but with Rojo out till the new year, then maybe not. And um, one of Chris Smalling. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and the other one's Phil Jones, who's bound to get injured. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's OK. And, you know, left-back's an area that's uh, an issue. But if, if uh, Shaw does get fit, and he's determined and has got his head right and all and a lot of ifs there, but yeah. um, that solved that problem. Yeah. Um, and uh, the left-sided attacking player, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if Martial and Rashford are in this kind of form, there's absolutely no need for that kind of player. Um, uh, if he really wants to play um, with wing-backs, yeah, Damian's not the man. Um, no. Daily Blint definitely can play there, but it's not obvious that he's in great form right now. Um, so you can see why Mourinho might want another player there. But it's not desperate. It's not United. United are going to be okay this season. Uh, it's it's still it's hard to it's hard to be confident about a title challenge at this stage just yet. You know, from where United were to where they need to go. So twenty four point difference, thirty extra goals. Uh, but all the all the pointers are in the right direction so far. Yeah, we've scored. Uh, Alex Shaw 
uh, tweeting that United have scored 15% mm. of the goals they scored last season already. Um, so they're kind of on the way to making up that goal deficit. And I do think that that 24-point gap has been talked about a lot. And, of course, in the ultimate sense of it, that's that's the number of points that needed to be made up. But performance level-wise, it's not clear to me that there was a 24... Like, there's, it's not clear to me that we were 24 points off the pace last season performance level-wise. There were so many draws that really, really should have been wins based on kind of the level of performance we hit. And... Uh, there were like nine points at the end of the season which were just completely washed down the drain. We talked at length at the end of last season about why and whether that was a good idea or not. But ultimately, that 24-point gap in real terms to me is like, really, that's much more like a 12-point gap, which feels much more kind of achievable. Yeah, fair enough. Um, You mentioned Phil Jones as part of that conversation. (laughs) Uh, friend of the show, loads of friends of the show today. Um, at Cal Gildart says, after such a cracking start, how long before Phil Jones breaks a hitherto unknown and unpronounceable bone in his body while blocking a goal-bound United effort on the line? It's inevitable. <laughs> yeah, it is. And having had a pop at a few United players, um, which uh, we do with the utmost love and in the spirit of analysis rather than anything uh, actually mean, even for Laney's case, um, I wanted to touch on a on a bit of a a a more delicate subject right now. Um, I'm going to read this email received from Brendan in full because I found it very moving. Um, uh, Brendan wrote to us to say that the United family lost someone last night. Tom Gill, who was aged 95, he went to his first game at the age of seven and had to give up when his legs gave up on him in his mid-80s. He gave every week of his life to United because he loved them. In his final days, when he was chair-bound and could hardly see, all he wanted to talk about was United. He was old school. He'd been in the director's box in virtually every seat of that stadium. He'd tell great stories about falling out with Sir Bobby in the director's box, forgetting his season ticket and being let in the ground with a pat on the back. He managed to hang out with the players and he'd tell stories about how he'd see the players, um, what he would say to the players when seeing them in town. Shouldn't you be at home? We have a game on Saturday. I spent many hours with him when he was chair-bound and losing his mind. When I spoke of the great United sides with him, he'd sit up straight and talk about the old times. In those moments, 10 years fell from his face. He was my granddad, and I'll miss our chats about United. He had some fantastic stories. I've seen him run up to people half his age and twice his size and say, how dare you say that about one of our players? He would not have a bad word said against United or any player. In his mind, you supported the shirt, and United is a family. Uh, so yeah, uh, we just wanted to say um, say uh, big love to Brendan and his family, and and just acknowledge uh, the passing of Tom Gill, who sounds like a lot of older Reds that I'm sure some of the older Reds listening to this would recognise that uh, that approach. And uh, even though you know we we have this show, so we we do sometimes say bad things about United players because we're um, we're acknowledging the reality of performance levels uh in my heart i have a great deal of sympathy for that um completely blinkered and beautifully so old school approach very nice yeah so thanks brendan and uh big love from the whole rank cast family to to your family and uh we'll 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 definitely i'll definitely be thinking of him every time i have a pop at fellaini this season 
Um, which which will be fairly frequent. Yeah, I think it will be almost all the time. Uh, at Daily Blind FC says, will all rec- world record transfers from now on be followed by the selling club buying Paulinho? Happened to Spurs and now Barca. Yeah, I can't believe he hasn't spent a season at Juve. Um, what are Barcelona doing, Ed? What are they doing? What has happened to Barcelona? They've gone... They're in terrible trouble. They've got like three good players left. <laughs> yeah, um... They've got more than three good players. They've got plenty of good players, but uh, obviously they were soundly beaten by Real Madrid in the the Super Cup, weren't they, uh, in the last week or so. Um, Paulino seems a very strange one, but if you read reports that I don't watch any Chinese football, so, you know, I'm just uh, quoting reports. Apparently he has been the best player in China for the last two years outperforming uh, all of the big names that went there. Seems seems a stretch, got to say, because I remember how shit he was at Spurs, but hey. um, I mean... To me, it's not that it's a stretch that he was the best player in China. It's the, come on, like, that's we can all be the best player in China. I mean, not literally, but, you know, the, the competition is relatively... That means you basically just have to be better than Oscar. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and Carlos Tevez, when he can be bothered to turn up, which isn't very often. Um, yeah, they they are trying very hard to buy uh, Coutinho, who wants out of Liverpool. And um, I guess in the end it will go down to the, the sort of fight. I mean... Uh, Liverpool playing a very funny game there, like making public statements and stuff about it. You know, I, I don't. It's hard at this stage when a player so desperately wants out to see um, how they can uh, win from this situation. I mean, they did th- the same thing with Suarez. In the end, they're just going to take a fee, aren't they? Well, um, apparently, which is apparent topping a hundred million at the moment. Yeah, the story this week is that Barcelona bid a hundred and fourteen million pounds for Coutinho and Liverpool turned it down and like the question doing the rounds is which of those decisions is more ridiculous because Coutinho he's not Neymar like Coutinho's fine I I don't think I'd have Coutinho at United particularly like certainly don't watch Liverpool and think oh you know like Sadio Sadio Mane last season kind of thought ah we could really Actually, we could have probably have done with him, but never watched Coutinho and thought, you know, I wish he'd come to us. Maybe that's one of those that, like, as soon as he's not in a Liverpool shirt anymore, I'll be able to see clearly the scales will fall <laughs> from the eyes, you know. But Well, you know, I, I don't mind if they want to spunk the money on Coutinho, as long as it's not Anthony Martial. <laughs> exactly. And watch his last two performances, they'll be, uh, they'll be upping the numbers, won't they? Um, yeah, look, um, yes, they, uh, they, they've clearly been rattled by the, the Neymar thing. Um, and they uh, they need a couple of mega signings to appease the fans. Yeah, that would it would seem to me that spending that half the Neymar money on Coutinho, more than half the Neymar money on Coutinho, would be a really weird move. Usman Dembele, you can at least say, okay, well he's got his absolutely whole career ahead of him. Maybe Coutinho's the same age. Actually, I don't know. I think of him as a bit older, but maybe that's no, no, when, he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also so. a very different player. You know, he's not a he's he's not a forward as such you know are they going to change their system and play um with uh, Coutinho behind Suarez and Messi uh yeah maybe that would that would kind of make sense with the personnel or they go for Dembele and Coutinho and play Coutinho as one of the midfield three and Dembele Suarez and Messi up front which then then you're starting to think okay that that does still sound like quite a good team uh Talking of transfers, at JSF underscore seven, another friend of the show, says no need for Griezmann because Mickey is our number 10. Uh, Discuss. I mean, I do think you don't look at this side and go, you know what this team really needs, Antoine Griezmann. I mean, obviously I'd be over the moon if and when he ever signed for United, but 
doesn't look like next summer. Yeah, um, no, I, I mean I don't think uh, Griezmann's not the obvious player that United desperately need right now. Then again, you know, if a uh, hundred million for the exit clause actually looks decent value in currently, doesn't it? So just buy him and sell him on for two hundred and fifty million a week later. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, if he became available, changed his mind, and, and United were prepared to spend the money, yeah, hell, why not? Well, I mean, I, I think the answer to the question why not is. It causes even more of a problem for some really good players that we want to see in the side get into the side. Um, but then again, Pogba, Martial, and Griezmann all in the same side. I'd just be so happy. I'd just there would be then no difference to me between the regular football season and the World Cup. They'd just be the same, equally joyous. Um, at Jamie Townsend says, "Are we all guilty of judging the Matic signing too early?" Um, me and most of uh, I saw on Twitter were not happy, but he's the first name on the team sheet now. And I think one of the interesting things is I I think maybe we are all guilty of judging the Matic signing too early, but the other way around. So I do think there was a kind of collective shrug, a collective meh about the signing of Matic, which so far looks very misguided. But maybe we'll see in a season or two, he maybe if he starts to drop off or whatever, because Matic's form has always quite oscillated quite a lot, hasn't it? Um, so... Maybe from the other angle, actually, we're all going, oh, my goodness, he's the second coming. And he has been fantastic so far. It does look like a brilliant transfer. But maybe there's a long, the long tail on this transfer will tell a different story. Although, given what we were just talking about with money, maybe £50 million just doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, look, um, I, I, I think there's a lack of excitement about a player like Matthews because he is a water carrier. You know, he's uh, he's not a game changer. He's uh, he's someone who gives stability to um, and shape to United's defensive unit, uh, and he's done that very well so far. He's also in in these two games been able to actually um, help United's attacking play too, because he's a he, as we've seen a very fine passer of the ball and a, a decent mover. You know, definitely not quick, but you know, decent mover around the pitch. So um, in these types of games, he's been very very dominant. The games that really count are against you know the really top midfields. Then we'll see how dominant he is. We'll see. You know, there's there is a reason why Chelsea were happy to let him go. They've got an even more dynamic player in Bakayoko. I have reservations about how high a quality Bakayoko really is, but uh, um, you know, it's we'll see who's right in that decision, won't we? Um, but Marino's been really clear. He said he's the player we needed. He's the exact right fit. And and from a point of view of like just slotting into the team, he knows English football. He's is the kind of player we needed. It's a perfect signing. Uh, Andy United says, "Where does Wonder Kid James Wilson fit into our lineup now? We have Lukaku." Oh. Poor old James Wilson. Uh, on loan somewhere yeah, at a championship, still, I still guess. Club, which is almost surprising. I wonder if we might not even see a permanent move for Wilson now. Permanent move, buyback clause, kind of seems to make sense because there's just no obvious route to the first team for him, is there? No, no, he's got to go for his own uh, his own career. Uh, this one also made me laugh. At WJ Horan says, if Lukaku was a bag of crisps, what flavour would it be? Uh, I was going to go with salt and vinegar because the first touch can sometimes be a little bit sharp. And then, but then afterwards, it's like delicious and exactly what you need. Uh, chili, because he is hot at the moment. <laughs> um, at Blabberwan says, following on from last week's pod, will Eric Bailly score more goals than Wayne Rooney this season? Well, at one each at the moment. <laughs> oh, dear. That one really made me chuckle. Um, uh, and oh, uh, Tom Fox, Mr. TJ Fox, asking why they were being Rashford. 
clearly because of their dive and the, and the dive last season. And then this, the, the final question of the week. Oh, no, this is the penultimate question of the week is from at ninth Connor. He says, when United sl- signs Latan and Griezmann in January, will these pesky 4-0 wins turn into comfortable 8-0 wins? <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or slightly nervous 1-0 wins. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and not obvious right at the moment why why United would need Latan. Plenty of plenty of striking firepower, um, and and uh, you know a more dynamic style. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at AB Five Y says P M R M M L doesn't have the same ring to it to as BBC or MSN. Mourinho out. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, that's Pogba. Martial, Rashford, Mkhitaryan, Mata, Lukaku. I guess that's, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good front six by anyone's record, isn't it? Uh, there's a lot of talent there. There really is. Okay, so thank you for all the questions, and as always, apologies to people whose questions we didn't get to, but we had tons and tons, which always happens when. I was going to say it always happens when United are good, but it always happens when United are bad too. Just always happens. Um, so I guess we should uh, give at least passing mention to the fact that we've got a game. You mentioned that it might be a slightly tougher test. Leicester at home. Well, yeah. But Leicester beat beat Brighton uh, on Saturday. It, obviously, they had that very uh, exciting, if um, comedic, uh, loss against Arsenal on the opening day. L- look a little more like old Leicester, I guess, you know, in, in beating Brighton. They... Uh, very low possession count and uh, took their chances. Um, the the only thing is, if they play anything like they did against Arsenal, we are going to score so many goals. Like, because if they leave anything like that amount of space for United, then then I think you know I think a repeat of the four three wouldn't wouldn't be beyond question. And I kind of don't want to jinx this, but I think we might have better defenders than Arsenal. So maybe our defending won't be as absolutely clownish as theirs was in that game so we might not concede three either no that's right um i, I mean leicester um they've they, they 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 brought in harry Maguire, who's a very different player to to defenders they've had there in the past um you know in their title winning team he's he's a ball player um still a young player one season's worth of experience in the premier league uh, you, you figure he's going, going to make mistakes, but he is, a, he is a talented player. Wes Morgan, you know exactly what you're getting out of him. You know, very, very solid defender. Um, but they, they play the way they play. They still play quite direct um, under Craig Shakespeare, now the, now the permanent manager. Um, looks like Vardy's got some of his mojo back. Uh, didn't have a great season last season, did he? They're playing with Okazaki alongside him at the moment. Um you know, we'll see whether Ihenaccio gets into the side when he's fit. He's not fit just yet. Um, he, I mean, he played, didn't he, against Leicester, against Arsenal? Sorry, I don't know if he. I yeah, seen he, the he, he, games, he so wasn't in. He yeah, he wasn't in the squad. Um, okay. So, um, you know, it's it should be an interesting interesting game for United. I mean, definitely a test, but in the in the in the form that United are in. Uh, given the goals that Leicester conceded against Arsenal, you'd, you'd think this is one that uh, the Reds are going to win. Yeah, I mean, there's no way that Leicester are going to come to Old Trafford and absolutely try and park the bus because they just don't have it in them. They, they, they must know that that's not a winning strategy for them. So they'll have a go and we'll have a go and that should, unless something goes really wrong, that should that should be... That should play right into our our favour. You know, they're definitely not going to play with a back five, for example, are they? It's going to be two centre-backs against the um, PMR, 
LMM, <laughs> um, which, uh, you know, that it will be. Yeah. No, it will be to the back. And I think United you know, will dominate in midfield as well. I mean, you're going to have um, uh, Mkhitaryan running between those lines of probably Ndidi and Matthew James. We'll, we'll see um, exactly how they, they line up. Um, uh, Okazaki, you know, comes back into midfield, of course. You know, he's that kind of player. But uh, I, I think I'm going to fancy Pogba, Matic and Mkhitaryan versus that trio to dominate the game. And, you know, we'll probably see United with 70% possession. Um, and uh, it's going to be, you know, breaking them down and then uh, hitting them on the break if they come forward. Although this is a Leicester side that much prefers to play on the break than than in possession. The, um, the, the big question for United then, I mean, I, I suspect barring injuries, we'll see at least 10 of the 11 the same because why would you change it? But the, the big question just is, do we play Martial or Rashford in that wide left position? You, you wor- I would worry slightly about sending the message to Rashford that what he's doing isn't enough, which I don't think Mourinho would perceive it that way because I think he's doing everything Mourinho's asking him to do. But on the other hand, you've got a player who is clearly on absolute fire and right now... This is not with no kind of disparagement towards Rashford whatsoever, but right now Martial should be ahead of Rashford in the natural pecking order. You would think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably fair. And uh, I mean, look, the other the other message is if Martial can't get in the side right now, when can he get in the side? Uh, yes, yes, that's. I mean, I guess the answer to that is when injuries and suspensions, and when the games mount up, and when we're not just playing one game a week, and all this kind of thing. So th- there is an answer to that question. But if it's just on form, then yeah, I mean, what, what literally what more could he have done because it obviously that he does he has benefited from coming on late twice when there's been more space for him to operate in but in both these games Rashford has had big chances and you know he was kind of unlucky to hit the inside of the post um against West Ham but the but against um Swansea he didn't take the natural chance that fell to him whereas Martial's like just been ice cold, hasn't he? So yeah, I, I I would start Martial, and that is like I don't know, like I'm a huge fan of Marcus Rashford, and I want him. I want almost nothing more for this United side than for Rashford to live up to the maximum of his potential. But but right now, I I'd say you you kind of got to give Martial a start, really. Well, there'll be plenty of games this season, so I, I'm sure you know if neither is injured, both uh, Martial and and Marcus Rashford play 40 games each. Or more this season. I and mean, Rashford played more than 50 last season, didn't he? Coming on as a substitute in plenty of them. So uh, lots of football for them. Um, uh, I guess it's uh, Mourinho's got a good problem and they're both in form. Yeah. What would you do? You'd play Martial? I, I think Martial deserves deserves a start. I mean, I think he was good enough in pre... It's not just the two um, sort of sub, late substitute appearances. He was he was good through pre-season as well. Yeah. He's playing well. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be good to see him in the side. And, and, you know, that's not to say that Rashford isn't playing well, because he definitely is. You know, he's, he was a vitally important part of why we won both those games. You know, he, he created all sorts of problems for defences in in both the games. So, it's lovely. Isn't it lovely? Isn't it lovely? Man United being good, scoring goals, horses running free, Rooney's at Everton. It's all it's great. It's just all good. <laughs> yeah, but Mara and Fellaini. Ah, you can't have everything. 
Um, it's like the the artists, you know, the old religious artists who put a deliberate flaw in the work because only God can be perfect. This is this is what Mourinho is doing. So uh, I, I read your piece about um, uh, relating uh, comic book heroes <laughs> to Manchester United legends, which was, which was good fun. Uh, but you've got to do a follow up piece to this. Uh, which United players are comic book villains? Who, who is Maran Fellaini? Ah, that's a good. That's a very good. Good idea. Um, I might pitch that. Yeah, I wrote that article ages ago, and then they were like, oh, we're going to use this to plug Zlatan Ibrahimovic's new uh, mobile app. And I was like, mm, okay. I've n- I don't really ideally want my stuff to be used in advertising copy, but if it is, I'm glad it's for Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> Very good. Um, well, we'll see next week against Leicester, who's the, the hero and who's nice. the villain. Um, I know, I'm, I'm, I know. I loved it. <laughs> I'm Listen, here all week. Just, there's no irony there. I just loved it. It was beautiful. <laughs> um, what do you think the score's going to be? Are you going to? Uh, is your superpower seeing into the future and predicting football scores? Absolutely. Yeah. I, and uh, there's plenty of evidence that uh, it is a power on the wane. Someone has <laughs> packed the kryptonite into <laughs> into my case somewhere. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say a bit tighter this time round. A um, a 2-1 victory for United. I think we're going to win 4-0 again. Oh, the evidence would suggest wow. that 100% of games so far this season we've won 4-0. I, I, it's hard to... It's hard. I mean, you're clearly a football stats man. Yeah, clearly. Yep, so 4-0 on this week. Uh, R equals 100% on United winning 4-0. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, <laughs> did we did we even predict the Swansea game? I think we may have forgotten to do that last week. Uh, I feel like we did. I think I said three one, but I don't remember for All sure. Right. Maybe maybe we didn't. Uh, no one else does either. I, I doubt anyone's keeping a record. If someone wants to keep a record, that'd be great. Um, two points. Uh, no, one point for a win. Five points for the correct. Like one point for the right result. Five points for the correct score. Who gets more points over the season? Yeah. Good. Good, good. What's the, what does the winner get? Uh, I don't know. The sense of satisfaction from winning. Hmm. Hmm. Bragging rights. You know, you know, Man United know all about that, don't they? They do. Two, two, two and two. Because uh, we don't count the, uh, the the Euro Shield, whatever it's called. Uh, definitely no, doesn't count. The Euro Vars. Uh, and I think you'll be three and three after next week's victory over Leicester. Looking forward to it. I'm in Seattle at the moment, um, and it's actually a reasonable time. It's right. five thirty kickoff in the UK, so I'm going to find a pub and if any Reds in uh, Seattle feel like coming to watch the game with me, you know, uh, I'll I'll find a pub somewhere around. Nice. Uh, if any Reds fancy watching a game with me, I'll be at the Trinity Statue from about half an hour before kickoff because I'll get. Very nice. I get to go to Old Trafford in this season, so I'm excited about that. I mean, there's only been one game, but I'm excited to go because it's been a long time. It's that Crystal Palace game. Uh, it feels like it feels both like it was like the week before last, and it was like ancient history, both at once. So anyway, deep. <laughs> See everyone next week. Patreon backers, stay tuned for more Rankcast. Bye. <laughs>